Welcome in to the Locked On Predators podcast here on a Tuesday. And man, is it a disappointing day for the Nashville Predators. And really, let's be honest, it's been a disappointing year for the Nashville Predators. Just another tough loss last night to the Toronto Maple Leafs. A 5-2 loss at home at Bridgestone Arena. And really just looked like more of the same from what we've seen from the Predators for the majority of of this season. This is the Locked On Predators podcast. As always, I am your host, Robbie Stanley. You can find us on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are on Google Play. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're pretty much everywhere that you can download a podcast. So share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Really appreciate everybody who listens every day. I know it means a lot to me, and it certainly means a lot to us here at Locked On. So I tweeted out last night, kind of in the middle of the third period, as the game was still unraveling and the Predators were doing whatever they were doing in the third period last night before they all of a sudden woke up after Victor Arvidsson scored a goal. But I tweeted out, I've been fairly patient before slamming the door on this season, but I think I've seen all I need to see at this point. The Preds should be sellers at the trading deadline. This goose appears to be cooked. And look, you know, I've I've tried to be as patient as I could possibly be with this team and with this group this year because I think most of us believe that this group is talented enough, certainly to make the playoffs. I, you, know, you could make an argument uh, whether or not they're talented talented enough to win the Stanley Cup. I think most everybody would agree that they're talented enough to make the playoffs. And I've just been waiting for at some point that to take over and for that to carry this team on a little bit of a run. And as I was watching that game last night against the Maple Leafs, the simple truth of the matter to me is this team's not going to make a run. They're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, They are what they are at this point, if you ask me, in my opinion. Can I be wrong about that? Sure. I I absolutely can. Maybe I will be as they move forward, and maybe they'll show us something that they really haven't shown us all year and make the playoffs. But from where I sit right now, with what I've seen out of this group, the zero mental fortitude that they have, the lack of pushback that they have when anything goes against them, they're not making the playoffs. I mean, who's kidding who here? And, And I think David Poyle, it's time for him to be honest with himself. It's time for him... I think to realize that this group this year, for whatever reason, and and I'm not sure what the reason is. I'm not sure anybody knows exactly what the reason is that this team can't figure it out and they can't get it together. But this team ain't going anywhere. They're not going to the playoffs. They're not going to win a Stanley Cup this year unless they show us something completely different from what we've seen. I mean, it's it's been such a disappointing season for the Nashville Predators this year. There's really no other way to say it. I mean, they have been massively disappointing. You can make an argument the Predators have been the most disappointing team in the entire NHL this year. And that's not something I thought I would say heading into this season. And the mental fortitude part of it, the lack of pushback, that was some of what Ryan, or excuse me, not Ryan Johansson. We'll talk about him here in a minute. That's some of what John Hines talked about last night in the post-game press conference. I want to play a little bit of the press conference from last night and just pay attention to what John Hines is saying when it comes to the mental makeup of this team 
And at one point, I just straight up asked him, is that not surprising that a veteran group has this much trouble with pushback with everything that they've been through so far in their careers? Here's the here's a little bit of the press conference from last night with Predators head coach John Hines. On that mental fortitude, you've spoken about that since you've been here. How much of that is on you as a coach to impart that on the team, but also how much do they have to rely on themselves to find it within the it's a combination, and that's, you know, a lot, a lot of times that's where the challenge lies in, and I think that's kind of where you're now, we're down where our team's at. That's basically what cost us the game was our, you know, I think we did some really good things in the, in the first period. I give the guys credit. We were ready to play. We had a couple of good days, and then in the second period, it's just the intensity level, the competitive level, uh, the attention to detail, the puck management, uh, our, our group playing together and for each other for, for 20 minutes. You know, they got a couple goals, and then we didn't, we didn't stay with it. We, we got away from what was working. And sometimes you have to understand in the game that you're, even if you're doing some good things, you may not have the lead, but you can't get away from what you're doing, and you got to have some dig in and some pushback. And I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing out of this game. John, this team has a veteran core who's been through a lot. Are you surprised that the pushback is an issue with this locker room? Uh, no, I, you know, I think every, every year and every team you go through, you, you go through different challenges and, and there's different things that present teams positively, positively and negatively every year. And I think right now that's our, that's our biggest task from, from the coaches to the players is, is finding a way where we can uh, put multiple games together. We, we can put full games together and, and uh, so it's on it, 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 it's on everybody, the coaches and the players, and I think that's that's what our challenge is. The good thing is we know what the challenge is. You was know, it's not like you're 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 at a dartboard. I think we we know exactly what we have to take care of, and you know that's part of what our challenge is as a group, and that's what we have to overcome. Was there extra talking after the game, you and the players? That uh, no, I don't. I, I don't address the players after the game. Uh, if we lose, it's, I think it's important that. They get away, and, and I think as a coach, you have a fresh perspective in the morning to be able to uh, talk with them and handle them the right way without emotion and, and really have a feel of what went on through the game. And then after wins, I usually would go in and talk with them. So we haven't spoken. John, do you have a sense that the time that you're running short to find the answer that this team is looking for this season? Well, we're just worried about tomorrow. we got to come in tomorrow and, and, uh, and learn from this game. We've got to get ourselves prepared, and we got Washington coming up. So... Um, I think when you when you know, when you look at a season or you look at life and you're looking long term so much, you stumble in the present. So let's just let's kind of figure out what happened here and why. Like for example, the Buffalo game we had it. This this game we had some tremendous parts of the game that were excellent, and then there was a, a part where we we didn't, and it cost us the game. So I think if we can narrow that down, uh, discuss it, show it, talk about it, figure that out, and the next step is. Uh, good good day tomorrow, and let's get ready for Washington. John, what went into your decision to play Ryan Johansson 10 minutes and 28 seconds? Well, I just felt, you know, we were, as the game goes on, you, you want to be able to play the players that are playing, um, you know, at, at a level that they can do it. And I think your job as a coach is to, to uh, we, we had him on a, on a line match. We switched the line match because uh, we didn't like it. So, you know, that's just what happens in the game. And I think, with, you know, with players, if they want to play more, they got to play good. Do you find that you're using him more in a checking role, maybe recently, than in an offensive role? Uh, using him in a top line center role. Anything else? Thanks, everyone. Thank so you heard from Predators head coach John Hines, and I'm going to unpack a little bit of what he said, especially about Ryan Johansson 
here coming up. But earlier today, I asked Christopher Martell from the Neutral Zone on 104.5 The Zone to kind of weigh in on a little bit of what I was talking about uh, in the opening segment about just where this team is right now and David Poyle, kind of how he's going to approach the trading deadline coming up. Look, I, I think I think they have to be sellers. I, I, I've seen nothing from this group that leads me to believe they can compete for a Stanley Cup this year, and that's where this franchise is supposed to be. That's where this group is supposed to be. They're supposed to be peating, peating, competing for a Stanley Cup. And if they're not there, I mean, you have to have honest conversations with yourself and figure out what you can do to get back there. And I, I think that's where David Poyle is. So here is Christopher Martell uh, from earlier talking about that very thing and at what point David Poyle just needs to reconcile with himself that this team may just be what they've shown to be the last two or three months. I think that's a really good question. I think you have to you have to look at this Predators team as a whole uh, right now. And I think after what we saw against the Toronto Maple Leafs on Monday night – I think if you're being honest with yourself, you have to um, take this team for what it is. And this team is um, really a shade of what they've been over the past handful of years. Uh, Same team with the same talent, but whatever uh, emotional drive they've had or whatever mental toughness that they've shown in years past is not there. And uh, whoever's fault that is, has has really yet to be seen. Um, I don't think it's any one person's fault. I think it's maybe the group as a whole. Uh, I know Nick Benino addressed it last night on the uh, television broadcast that the, you know, the answers are in the room. They just gotta they gotta find them. You know, well, that's kind of it's kind of mysterious. But and you know <laughs> Roman Yossi uh, at, in the locker room after the game noted that the. Uh, Every, every player on the team has to go out and perform every single shift. And I think um, Roman Yossi is very is a unique player to be able to have that perspective because I think he gives every shift. I think he goes out there and participates in every shift and gives it a hundred percent. And I don't think there's I don't think but there's there's only one or two people besides uh, besides that on this team that have showcase that ability this season and uh Romanos is of course one of them and now when you look at David Poyle and and when you when he's going to have to really kind of take an honest assessment of this team I think it's going to come within the next couple of weeks and the trade deadline is roughly three and a half weeks away and David Poyle is going to probably have to pick up this phone, uh, his phones this year and not be looking to buy pieces, but looking to sell them, looking to offload them uh, and really have to uh, take a long, hard look at this roster as a whole and say, where did I go wrong and what can I do to make this roster better for the future? Because right now it's clearly not cutting it there's something wrong. Do we need another veteran presence? Uh, do we need a, a better, uh, better defenders? Uh, do we need to look at goaltending? I mean, I don't think goaltending is going to be the thing they need to look at. I think they need to uh, probably add another 
really solid defenseman in the, into their lineup and probably probably have a little bit extra veteran presence in there. I, I think there's a lot of people that will go back and say, "Hey, listen, I think they're missing Mike Fisher." Uh, I do. I, I think they miss his his voice in the locker room. Uh, but in the, in the same regard, this is not the youngest team in the league. This is a team that um, is by far one of the oldest in the NHL. So, you know, the whole woe is me adage or this is just another wake-up call. I mean, this is not a team that can really uh, point fingers or anything else or use excuses. They have to point, they have to point the fingers at themselves. And I think um, it's going to be unfortunate, but I think David Poyle is going to come to that realization as well uh, sooner rather than later. And I think this team is um, going to be on the outside looking in uh, come April. Thanks to Christopher Martell from the Neutral Zone on 104.5 The Zone for joining us here on the Locked On Predators podcast to offer his perspective of what's been going on with this team lately. And look, you know, you look at the standings and maybe it looks a little bit better for the Predators than it actually feels right now. I mean, they have games in hand on pretty much everybody. They have four games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights who hold the final playoff spot in the Western Conference at the moment. But, you know, they've had games in hand for a while, and they haven't really closed the gap very much. And that's why I say I've just seen nothing with this group that allows me to believe that they're anywhere close to turning it around, that they're anywhere close to making a push to the playoffs. And when John Hines was talking about the mental fortitude and you know the lack of pushback this team happens, and it's it's part of why I asked this question. And you know maybe it's unfair to ask it of John Hines because he hasn't been here very long and he doesn't have a ton of experience with this group. But how is it that this team? the core of which mostly has been around for the run to the Stanley Cup final, has been around for the President's Trophy run that they went on. Nick Benino wasn't around for the run to the Stanley Cup final. He's won two Stanley Cups, uh, including one against the Predators in 2017. They have all these different guys with a, with a ton of experience, with a ton of playoff-hardened, battle-tested moments on their roster. And they're talking about mental fortitude they're talking about not having any pushback when things aren't going well kind of just folding up the tent when you get down a couple goals if there's any team in the league outside of like the Chicago Blackhawks and really not even them with how much their rosters turned over but if there's any team in the league outside of like the Washington Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins that should be prepared to deal with adversity that should be prepared to deal with in in with moments and games that don't go your way, it should be the Predators. They are the I think the Athletic came out with a poll earlier this year and just kind of like a, an average age summary. By that metric, the Predators are the oldest team in the league, so they are one of the most experienced teams in all of the National Hockey League, and they don't have the mental fortitude to keep plugging away when things when you're down one nothing, when you're down two nothing. It sounds crazy for me to think about that, but that's been what it's been all season long. And the fact that we're sitting here in January and damn near February and having to have this conversation with this group, I think is just mystifying. And because of that, because we're we're sitting here having to have this conversation, that tells me that this season, it's, it's not going to get turned around. If you're having to have this conversation about mental fortitude, with this group and the experience that they have, 
how is that possible? Uh, it's just it's mystifying when you break it down and when you really think about it. So it seems like recently, whether it's Peter Laviolette or John Hines or whatever the situation is, we can't really go a very long time without one of the Nashville Predators centermen being in the doghouse. And it certainly seems like Ryan Johansson is in the doghouse right now, and deservedly so. Ryan Johansson has not played well this year. By no means has he had a very good season, certainly not a season worthy of the $8 million contract uh, that he plays for each and every year. He played 10 minutes and 28 seconds last night against the Toronto Maple Leafs, the fewest amount of minutes of anybody on the team. And if you were listening to the podcast earlier, you heard comments from John Hines last night in the postgame press conference talking about Ryan Johansson and essentially kind of called him out. I mean, he was like, look, if players want to play more, they got to play better. And Ryan Johansson certainly is in that group right now. And look, he's been, the last couple games has been on a line with Callie Yarncroke and Austin Watson. And let's be honest, he's not going to be effective offensively on a line with Callie Yarncroke and Austin Watson. And that's, it's no disrespect to those two guys. I mean, Yarncroke had a very nice start to the year, has gone ice cold ever since then. Austin Watson was a first-round pick, but he's not an offensive player at the NHL level. Callie Yarncroke, really traditionally, even though he's shown some flashes, is not an offensive player at the NHL level. Ryan Johansson is not going to be productive offensively playing on a line with Austin Watson and Callie Yarncroke. But let's be honest, Ryan Johansson's been on a line with Victor Arvidsson for the majority of this year. He spent a lot of time on, on, on a line with both Arvidsson and Forsberg this year and has not been productive offensively. So I don't know what's going on with Ryan Johansson right now and uh, you know just kind of why he struggled. Uh, it's certainly not only him. I think Arvidsson has struggled as well. There's a look. I'm not going to get into the guys who have been struggling on this team. We've talked about that at length here on the Locked On Predators podcast. You can make an entire laundry list about the guys who have been struggling on the Predators. Uh, but it, Ryan Johansson has got to pick it up. And, you know, I know the fan base a lot of times, and I've spent the last three or four years battling against this because you sometimes with the way that Johansson acts and just kind of the goofiness that comes along with him, and I don't say that in a disrespectful way, I, I love dealing with Ryan Johansson in the locker room. It's kind of refreshing to see a player in the NHL with some personality to him. Uh, but I think a lot of times that sort of persona that he has and just kind of the perceived lack of effort that he shows on the ice can rub fans the wrong way. It happened in Columbus. I've been battling against it here for three years because I think Ryan Johansson, when he's been on, which has been more often than not during his time with the Predators, he's been invaluably important to this group. He was People forget, everybody talks about Rene in 2017 and the run to the made to the Stanley Cup Finals and how good he was, and he certainly was. Ryan Johansson was their best player in 2017 on the way to the Stanley Cup Final before he got hurt. And quite frankly, as a forward, it wasn't really that close. Ryan Johansson was an absolute beast in the playoffs that year. And last year, Ryan Johansson, I thought he was phenomenal. He put up 50 assists, and a lot of the time, he was spent kind of balancing lines because Forsberg and Arvidsson were hurt. So Ryan Johansson, since he signed his deal, has been good has been a productive player for this team. But whatever the reason is this year, it just has not gone well. And he alluded to it a little bit after the Buffalo game. He said, look, this year has kind of been what it's been for me. 
I think that was his way of saying, yes, I get it. I haven't been very good this year. But he wanted to focus on the Buffalo game and how well he played in that game. But it would just seemed like another step back last night for Ryan Johansson. That's going to be a situation you have to monitor moving forward because if he doesn't get his game going this year, I mean, they have no chance to do anything with this season. So that's going to be really important as the Predators move forward here. It's been a frustrating season to watch them play so far because you know there's more there. You know there's more to give. And we'll see if they can start to figure something out uh, later this week as they as they go on a tough stretch here. I mean, look, they've got a game Wednesday against the league-leading Washington Capitals on the road. That's going to be tough. Back-to-back the Thursday night against uh, the New Jersey Devils. Then a huge game on Saturday against the Vegas Golden Knights. So, look, I, I've stated my opinion. I've made it clear. I, I think David Poyle needs to be a, a seller this year at the trading deadline. I've seen nothing that's going to allow me, me to believe that this team is going to compete for a Stanley Cup championship. And to me, if you're not going to compete for a Stanley Cup, sell off, get some assets, and try to just take another crack at it next year. But that's going to be something, obviously, David Poyle is much more experienced in this area than some guy running his mouth like me. I understand that. Could I be wrong? Could they turn it around? Sure. Absolutely. I've been wrong a thousand times. So they absolutely could do that. I just don't see it. And I I think a lot of you are with me listening. I don't think you see it either. So... We'll just have to see. We'll see what happens tomorrow when they take on the Washington Capitals on the road. This is the Locked On Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Robbie Stanley. I'll talk to y'all tomorrow.